Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 47 of the Sports Run-On Podcast. We're going to talk about, we're going to start this podcast a little bit differently talking about the UFC. On Saturday, Dustin Poirier is going to be fighting Conor McGregor in the main, in the main event for UFC 264. This will be the rubber match or the third fight that these two have fought against each other. This is a very big fight with Conor McGregor definitely being one of the, the best fighters in the world. So without a doubt, this is going to be a very, I think this will be a very good matchup. I don't think it's going to be over quick. I think that this is going to be a very good matchup because of how hard these guys train and just like how, how talented they are with being able to dodge hits and and such as that. Just like their ability to, just yeah, pretty much their ability to dodge and their ability to land, land blows. So, or just land strikes on each other. So... This, with this said, McGregor was able to win the first round over Dustin Poirier, Poirier at, with a TKO in round one, which is, if you don't know a TKO is a total knockout, which means they knocked him out with a point where he was not able to fight anymore, and then he was crowned the, the victor of that first match. And they would end up fighting a second time where Poirier would end up getting the betterment of Conor McGregor at that time to be able to then make this series 1-1 to force this rubber match between McGregor and Poirier for this third fight, which will be going on Saturday. So, uh, in this fight, this is my personal opinion. I I am not, the, I, I mean, I know about fighting, like I've watched UFC before, but would I call myself an expert by any means when it comes to fighting? No. Or just UFC in general? I do still have definitely have McGregor winning this just because of the fact that I have seen him fight before and I know just how talented he is. I've also seen Poirier fight before, so I do I know how talented both of these guys are. But I feel like I definitely feel like McGregor just especially if this goes as especially if this goes as, as what I'm trying to say especially as if it's a as long win of a fight where it goes to the second round or third round. I think that's definitely going to make McGregor just based off of. His physique and his physical conditioning and his ability to show how long that he can last with different different fighters that he's fought, have it be Mayweather or whoever else he's fought in his UFC career. So he he's really shown that if he does lose these fights, he's able to take them into into the into later rounds, which is why it makes sense to me that. That McGregor was able to. It would make sense to me that McGregor won his fight in the first round compared to Poyer, who won his fight in the second round. Just because if you're going to knock McGregor's kind of guy, that he's going to knock you out early, or it's going to if you do end up winning, it's going to take him a while to knock you out. So I mean, maybe looking at this, this is going if the the longer this fight goes on for, the more of an advantage Poyer's going to be here, just because of the fact that he that maybe McGregor he comes out swinging so much to a point. That he needs to be able to tire down McGregor just based off the fact that if McGregor may land more more punches that could end up in TKOs or total knockouts, but it, but he might but he he may have more strength up front, but he might not have the durability or the like the stamina that Poirier has throughout these fights. And if that's the case, I think without a doubt, if you're Poirier, you're going to have to realize that and see that. And realize the fact that I that I need to wear McGregor down. Like I need to wear McGregor down to the point where his blows or his punches aren't where they should be. Like no matter, and then just dodge and be able to get to the second round and the third round to give myself the advantage that I need to be maybe be able to have a chance to win this fight. That's how I see it. Again, I am no expert from 
when it comes to UFC. I've watched a couple of fights, but I'm no expert when it comes to tactics having to do with UFC. But I do think with what I've seen and what I've read about this fight and just the fights that I have seen from each of these, I've seen a couple of fights from each of these guys. I think without a doubt it's going to be McGregor. I think I would have to I would have to think that it would be in the first round. That's I do not think that this is going to get to a decision where no one is able to win this by a TKO or a total knockout. I think I do not think that this is going to be the point where it's going to come to a decision, and I do think that this is going to be McGregor winning this fight in the first round. Now moving on to the NBA, game two is a night in Phoenix. With this, is, this is going to have to be a big bounce back game for the Bucks tonight, as game one went to Phoenix, one eighteen, one hundred five. The Bucks look they they looked pretty good, but they didn't. They as I said in yesterday's podcast. They did not really look like... They still look like they needed that score because Giannis, yes, he had a very good game. He played very well in that game one, even with people... He played very well considering the fact that a lot of people didn't think he was going to play. But do I think that he played... Do I think that Giannis played to the degree that he would have to for them to be able to win win this game, win this seven-game series against the Phoenix Suns? No, I don't think he played that well. I I think he played decently well, yes. But do I think do I think that he's going to have to do more? Absolutely. But I also I think more than that. I think it's going to be more on the other people who are going who are in the NBA who are on the Bucks. I mean, who are going to be the ones that are, they're really going to be concentrating on to see are if they're going to be be able to come out stronger than they did last game or come out with the same that they did last game because in some in this game one. Some there are some parts of it where it looked like the Bucks may have this. Their their backups may be able to come and pull through for them. But then there were some points where it looked like Phoenix was without without a doubt the better team. So I just I, I feel I think that I, I mean honestly no I'm really I'm really kind of fifty fifty when it comes to who I think is going to win this NBA Finals game because there's part of me that thinks the Suns are going to win just because. Giannis is he had a very good game last game but it I'm just a wondering in the back of my head is Giannis going to be able to keep up what they need to and even with Giannis playing very well they still lost so obviously that's a concern it's obviously going to be a concern in all of the Bucks mind like you had one of your star players play very well in that last game and you still lost I think I still think it's going to be the Suns. I think I I think that this game will still go to five or six. Like I under no means think this is going to be like just a sweep by the Suns. Like I don't I I know the Suns. Yeah, they're obviously well way healthier than the Bucks are, and they're obviously way. It seems seems like they just have more firepower scoring the basketball, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But do I think that this the Bucks are at the point where they're just going to be able to outmatch the Suns, or they're going to be? Out, do I think the Suns are at the point where they're going to be able to outmatch the Bucks to the point where this is just going to be a sweep or close to kind of like the NHL Finals, which we'll talk about later in this podcast? No, I don't think we're going to get there. Do I think there is a good chance that they win this second game and take both of them in Phoenix and put the Bucks in a very big hole in a very and get and have the Bucks be very worried? Yes, I think that's I think that's very likely. Do I also think the Bucks come out and they play more like they played in the Atlanta Hawks series after Giannis went out? Yeah, I think that's also very true. I think the I think the Bucks, without a doubt, they have depth. They have a lot of depth, and I think that that's going to be a big part. They're going to have to hold on to that depth, kind of like just like many teams have, like many teams in the NBA have. The, these big benches have really come in to help these teams down the down have it be the Lakers who won it last year or teams before them who have won and who have been able to win the NBA title a big part of their a big part of this big push for them is the fact that 
is just the fact that they are they're so deep. Like like yeah, they they like LeBron for the Lakers or Giannis for the Bucks to score 30, 40. That's a perfect that's a great game for them obviously. I mean, they're a star player. They they want that from them. But it's it's a lot easier I feel like on these teams if they don't force them to be able to do that. Like they like we need we need Giannis like if we're going in a seven game series, we need Giannis to have those really good games, three or four games. We cannot you cannot count on him to have them seven games of a series. That was, that was what I think happened to the Brooklyn Nets. They counted on Kevin Durant, who's their star player, just simply they 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 counted on him just too much. Like they counted on him to the point that it was going to be just overload. Like they overloaded Kevin Durant down to the point if you watch that game that it came down to him having a tying shot and he just he missed everything. He airballed the the game tying shot. Or getting the entire game winning shot to be just because the fact that he had played that entire game, he had left everything out on the court, and the Nets just they pushed him to the point that they had to have him play like pretty much a perfect game. And he played, I mean, he took that to overtime, so or overtime or double overtime, so he played a pretty like he played a very, very good game. I'm not trying to say he didn't. I'm saying more of the fact that these teams they're wearing down their stars down to the point that they're not even gonna they're not able they're like they're leaving everything out there and it's like like you you need someone else to help them you need that second guy such as Chris Middleton or for the Lakers it was LeBron James or the Nets would have needed someone to be able to win that series so that's where I that's what I think it's gonna come down to I think this this game is gonna come down to can the Bucks bench make up the difference that the but yeah can the bunch Bucks make up the difference that they're losing to the Suns in which would be they're starting five because of Giannis's injury and the still looming knee injury going forward in these in the, in this NBA Finals. With that said, going talk about the NHL, which I said I was going to talk about at the end. Of, I was going to talk about in this podcast. The Lightning are now NHL champions. Like they won their game 1-0, they won game 5-1-0, won the series 4-1, was able to do it in Tampa Bay. So now this is pretty crazy, but this is now two titles in the past, what is it, two seasons for the for teams from Tampa Bay with you have Tom Brady coming in and being able to bring a Super Bowl to to Tampa the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and now you have the Tampa Bay Lightning being able to bring a Stan, Lord Stanley or the Stanley Cup, Lord Stanley's Cup or mostly known as the Stanley Cup, back to Tampa Bay. I think this is huge for the Lightning. I think that there, I, I said this, that I thought that Game 5 was going to be, the yesterday I thought Game 5 was going to be the, kind of going to be the game that they were going to be able to close out because I feel like Montreal kind of got lucky in that Game 4 for this not to be a sweep because they were, they, they just weren't able to close down in overtime. But with that said, they did exactly what me and I'm guessing a lot of people expected them to do, and that was just to come out and play just like they did and realize that. I mean, they only scored one goal. Like they had been scoring three or four, three or four, even five goals these this series. So the goalie play was obviously a lot better, but I still think it was just Montreal just could not have expected. Like they they had many they had many shots on goal and many many attempts to be able to tie this game up at 1-0 after they went down. But I just think that the big thing here was just Montreal kind of ran out of steam in Game 5. They had to put everything into this overtime effort just to get to Game 5. That whenever they ended up getting to Game 5, they kind of just ran out of steam because they just it was just fatigue, fatigue started to set in. And that was whenever the Lightning were able to capitalize and be able to win this, win this series in five games. With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 47 of the Sports Run-On Podcast.